You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mir, this Friday morning. Now, let's turn to the last part of today's program and turn to something that we can make greater progress on. On this week's Radio for Good, we're marking the International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women. Now, a report released last year by the Hong Kong Women's Coalition on Equal Opportunities highlighted that two out of five women have experienced sexual violence, while more than one in four have suffered from domestic abuse. Now, these are last year figures. The figures could have changed. And to mark this, we are talking to Wong Hu Ting, who's the assistant manager of Her Fund, which is a wonderful charity that raises funds and also invests in empowering women. Welcome on the program, Siuming. Thank yeah, you so much hi. for joining us. <laughs> We are live this morning on Facebook, so I'd love for our listeners to join us there. If you have any comments or any thoughts or any experience, uh, feel free to comment on our Facebook page, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. Now, Ms. Wong, before we talk about um, uh, this really important topic of uh, violence against women, let's talk about Her Fund. What does your charity do? Yeah, so uh, we was uh, found in 2004, so we are the first and only um, community Women's Fund in Hong Kong. So what we are doing is uh, we, we try to mobilize resources for women's empowerment and for ge- uh, for gender equity. And uh, we support women, girls, and also uh, gender non-conforming people. Uh, they are all in some uh, vulnerable uh, situation and position. And we try to provide them with uh, like grants, like some small seed grants, because they are uh, really small organizations. They are um, um, from the community of uh, those vulnerable uh, um, uh, groups and also communities, uh, such as um, uh, some of them may be they are gender sexual minorities, some of them may be uh, some uh, women with uh, different abilities, and also um, girls and uh, um some of them may uh, may be refugees or uh, uh, from uh, the migrants communities, grassroots women, uh, etc. So. Uh, uh, except for like uh, those um, grants that we provide to them, uh, like uh, to 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 um, uh, make grants and also uh, give them some uh, seed grants to uh, develop their own projects. We also uh, provide them some capacity building to let them be more st- sustainable. Yeah, and that's really important for these small vulnerable groups and sort of grassroots groups yeah. from the community, as you mentioned, because many of them may not have charity status. Yeah. In fact, perhaps yeah, yeah. they don't have charity status, yeah. so they can't act actually raise money themselves so it really relies on you know leaning on 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 your status as a as a charity to raise funds how how do you find these groups Oh, uh, actually, they uh, some some of them may be uh, from their friends, so they so maybe they have they come applied. to you. Yeah, they come to us, and and some of them maybe uh, it's because uh, they have uh, really lack of resources in the uh, society because uh, Herfan, as you know, uh, uh, supports a lot of like vulnerable communities, and their topics are quite niche for some uh, funders. So they they will seek us and and. Uh, some of them may may also uh, tell told us that oh you are actually our um, my our only funder that uh, would support this kind of this sort of topics because the other funders found it uh, maybe too progressive or maybe these topics uh, they they don't check their list or maybe they they feel like uh, oh this is not the most urgent problem that they would like to solve so um, 
I think this is uh, one of the reasons yeah. why they can't come to us. Yeah. yeah. Can you give us an example of what sorts of projects, are, uh, why are they so niche? Yeah, what sorts of yeah. programs are you supporting them? Yeah, um, maybe some of the uh, programs uh, such as uh, the, the women that are, uh, are from the lesbian community, maybe they, they, they feel like um, they don't like belong to any uh, kinds of like uh, so, uh, uh, communities in Hong Kong, they are very uh, a um, bit marginalized, yeah, a bit more yeah. marginalized, and they found it difficult to like uh, have some uh, different kinds of grants. And because they are so focused on uh, like um, uh, such as uh, they they are focusing on like cyber sexual violence. Uh, for for example, and they find it uh, very difficult to seek resources, but uh, it's it's a very uh, urgent and also it's an emerging uh, situation in their community. So they would like like uh, to uh, seek for like Herven's grant again and also uh, some uh, capacity building. So. That's right, and I think one of the programs that you're also looking at is also image based sexual violence yeah. uh, prevention and awareness building. Mm -hmm. uh, explain this. Concept concept of image-based yeah. violence. Yes, yeah, so uh, it's kind of like, uh, so it's image-based. So what, what we are talking about is like uh, sharing and taking images of or videos or like secret filming of uh, a person like without their consent. So maybe uh, they have the consent to take the vi uh, photos or videos, but they shared it without uh, that person's con con consent. So it it is uh, some some of the uh, um, some of the people may also threaten to share these kind of like images or um, that uh, intimate images and also videos. Uh, so this this kind of uh, violence we also uh, consider that as image-based violence. Yeah. yeah, is there any laws to protect? And because now mm. with um, uh, with the internet sharing, yeah. it really is so difficult to then find the, well, find the culprit, but then to to sort of take back all the other images that have been shared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, now uh, at, at this moment, it's, it's also one of our uh, grant projects before. So uh, we are very excited to know that um, uh, some legal reforms on uh, image-based sexual right. violence uh, had been done uh, achieved uh, with the effort of our grantee partners and uh, because um, because that uh, image-based sexual violence uh, it used to be it, it, it isn't a crime or or anything before uh, like 2021 that's right yeah so uh, after maybe that that program it's uh, it it became a law legal reform. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's really great news because it's true. It can cause so much stress and anxiety to the victim yeah. because you just would lose sleep over an image you're not yeah. you're you're not comfortable with being shared yeah. with people who you don't want to be shared with. Mm -hmm. Now, the 25th of November tomorrow is mm -hmm. the International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against yep. Women. Let's talk a little bit, uh, before we talk about what can be done to stop gender-based violence, what sorts of violence are we talking about? Because violence doesn't have to be just physical uh, yeah. or sexual. There can be so many different forms of violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, some of the violence may be uh, as such as uh, the one that we talked about like cyber violence is also one kind of, and also uh, there are some like um, they they is is uh, it not it's not necessarily to be like physical. Maybe it's like some um, um, 
they they would mentally yeah psychologically and yes. uh, and maybe they would like manipulate you like in a mental way so uh it's kind of like it's had it had a like wide spectrum and we also feel it uh, as uh like uh, we, we, we see this as uh, intersectional problem. Yeah, yeah, and that's such a good point as well, Suming, because we also, we, the one thing that we don't really talk about is financial yeah. um, violence. I know it's a strange concept, mm. but sometimes if the woman is, is perhaps not working or is a homemaker or perhaps is earning, but at a lower income level, which mm. happens because of the, again, the glass ceiling that exists yeah. against women, um, sometimes there can be a, a Manipulation with the finances mm. and you know the, the, the movement of, of money. Um, sorry, back back to um, um, back to the pandemic because yeah. one thing that we saw in the pandemic was there was a rise. Did you also find yeah. that within the communities that you worked with? Yeah, of course. Uh, like um, I think uh, the the numbers are rising, and we also see a lot of uh, because because of the confined spaces, maybe the people are not going out. So domestic violence are definitely rising uh, during the pandemic. And also uh, we can see uh, it's, it's like a worldwide situation. And some of the researchers may also find uh, like violence against women is becoming a silent pandemic because um, the women are uh, most likely their uh, predators are their close ones, so they cannot and do not know how to, to like see how it. Yeah. Yeah, and escape. Yeah. yeah, and it is hard to because you they want to believe that the perpetrator will change but actually mm. a lot of times it's a cycle yeah. and it you know it might they might change for a while but really it's hard to break that cycle unless you make changes and and, and you leave the the relationship or, or seek help outside mm. um so what more can be done to stop this gender-based violence yeah so uh what we are like uh, currently doing is also some prevention so we think we think that uh, education and also raising awareness is uh, one of the key and uh, we also support some organizations that are tackling gender-based violence so like um the theme of uh, United Nations this year uh, actually is like invest to prevent violence against women because uh, it's, it's quite uh, sad that we know uh, uh, only 5% of government aid is uh, focused on tackling this kind of violence and also uh, less than 0.2% is directed to its prevention. So we found this uh, um, is quite uh, difficult to like uh, prevent this, but we should like raise our own awareness, yeah, spread the uh, uh, news and also spread these kind of messages to your friends and families and also be more aware of maybe uh, people who are seeking help. Yeah, yeah absolutely. One thing I want to talk about is also attitudes towards violence in general, whether it's, you know, child abuse or, or, or any sorts of violence. Is it a cultural thing that people tend to mind their own business and mm. not really want to interfere in yeah. people's family matters. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, uh, one, one thing is that it's a family issue. People will treat it as a family issue that we... Uh, is kind of like I'm um, not in my backyard thing, and it, uh, I believe is another thing is that it's also very stigmatized because uh, when people say, "Oh, I've I've experienced like violence," so uh, they will feel like, "Oh, maybe um, it's because it's your fault." So people would like take account to the the 
people who are traumatized and also they don't believe uh, at what they're saying and and I think it is uh, still very stigmatized within uh, like uh, this society and also they would try to like minimizing what they are telling people uh, oh that's not a big deal play it yeah, down yeah, play it down. yeah exactly and you know if, if I may I think a lot of the times perhaps um, and I'm saying I'm generalizing it's not just women but sometimes maybe the woman doesn't want to leave a relationship because they have children mm-hmm. or other considerations and they they always want the family to be together but it's sometimes it's better for the children to come from a broken home than to live in one because for them to be surrounded by that environment it's yeah. not good for their own psychological development how can we spread this awareness how can we sort of make people more aware that there is a life outside yeah. you know you can have a new life you can have a new chapter yeah i think uh one of the most important thing is to share this kind of information so to like how uh public ties uh like these uh, kind of uh, messaging to these communities. Uh, it's difficult, I know, but uh, maybe just uh, a short message in your social media, maybe show support to these kind of uh, communities. They would find a way to like uh, seek help because it's, it's a kind of uh, um, uh, depressing that uh, some of mo- most of the these uh, victims uh, they would not would end up not seeking help at all so i think uh, to raise this kind of awareness is very important and also to like give uh, some some like uh, kind of financial support or also as uh, um, uh, to these organizations that are helping out and also like uh, doing um, uh, this kind of uh, uh, awareness raising uh, um, uh, campaigns, for campaigns. Yeah. Uh, and it's true assuming because a lot of the times they need that financial independence and it is yeah. through charities like yours that offer that initial seed money because it's difficult for them yeah. to raise money by themselves um, like you mentioned earlier now I also know that uh, her fund is approaching its 20th anniversary yeah. and next year congratulations yeah, wow you. that's incredible Incredible. What sorts of campaigns are you running? How will you be sort of celebrating uh, yeah. this uh, occasion, this milestone? Yeah. So uh, next year, next year will be our twentieth anniversary. So we will uh, hold a, a fundraising luncheon, and be- because we're born in like International Women's Day, and this uh, this is uh, really a big day for us, like every year. And we will ch- um, we are currently uh, doing some uh, impact reports that. Uh, we will try to uh, see oh, what we've been uh, in these 20 uh, years and what we are looking forward to, what we're trying to do uh, in the next next step and and to uh, also to thank uh, everyone that has helped out and to uh, like to 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 let our grantee partners know all. Oh, this is the great impact that you brought to the communities. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really admire charities uh, like yours, like Her Fund, because it's it's almost like you're donating to one charity, but it benefits so many different pockets of the community. Because sometimes, you know, I'm sure a lot of donors, a lot of listeners will want to donate to worthy causes. But sometimes rather than just putting the money in one occasion, if you donate mm-hmm. to an umbrella charity, um, it, it can benefit so many uh, in, in the 
community. Remind our listeners once again, assuming have you got a website and social media, how can our listeners support uh, the work at Her Fund? Yeah, you can. Uh, the easiest way is to find Her Fund. Uh, H-E-R-F-U-N-D on uh, Facebook and also uh, we have an Instagram account and and please follow us and to uh, know more about our great work. Excellent, <laughs> I agree. Um, to, uh, and as uh, Wong Hu Ting, the assistant manager of Herfin said, go visit their Facebook page and also their website. Uh, this way you'll be able to donate to a wonderful charity like Her Fund, which the fund then goes to... Uh, as goes as seed money to many community grassroots projects which may not necessarily get the backing of uh, big donors. So thank you so much for your time today, Siu Ming, and I look thank forward you. to inviting you back on closer to the time, to the 20th anniversary. Thank you so thank much. You.